Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all. Welcome to I Am Angela Podcast, where we strive to be Christ-like. What's up, everyone? How are you all doing? We have so much going on right now. I bet you a lot of people say, oh boy, just so much, too much. Um, Last week, um, we had to bury my father. Um, And so just going through that and dealing with the death of of a... parent, you know, where all of us are going through deaths of all kinds, you know, people are, people have passed away and people are mourning and going through. Um, One thing I kept telling myself last week was that we come into this world and all of us have a timeline. All of us have a time when our time is going to be up. And the, um, you know, thing is the bad part is we don't know when that time is. So we can, we, we mourn because we're going to miss someone that is very dear to us. We're going to miss a person being around that we love, but all in all, I have learned through all of the losses and all of the deaths in the last few years is that we all must go and we all have to be in acceptance of that fact. Every, everyone is going to have that day to come and we're going to have to leave this world. But what we have to keep focused on is what we're doing while we are here, what we are doing while we are here. So we have um, so much going on, whether it be in the government, whether it be in our personal lives, you know, 2021 has come in and I'm going to tell you in in January, I was like, okay, did 2020 kind of drag in, you know, but it really was the after effect of 2020. It was sort of like that dew that's left when the rain is gone. Um, so I, I look at it as, okay, January was that month and I'm sure we're going to, we're still going to have our trials and tribulations. We always do, but I want to focus on what is God doing? What is God doing and what does God want from us as a church body, as a church of, of, as as a people of believers? What is it God is after? What is he after in our individual lives and what is he after in us corporately? One thing that I believe um, is that if we strive to be more Christ-like, we must put our attention on spiritual things. I know it's so easy to get caught up in what's happening in the world. Every, you know, people saying this and saying that, um, people looking at people in different ways, people responding to people in different ways. And oh boy, can you take that train and ride it? You know, if your mind is not in the right place, um, it's easy to get caught off guard by a smart remark or a remark that shows prejudice or whatnot. It's so easily to, it's easy to get caught up in that. But what is hard is if you are striving to be Christ-like and you're striving to not let that affect your personal life, to get in your head, to get in your spirit, you've got to think on spiritual things. You got to keep your mind set on spiritual things. And I don't mean to ignore what is happening in the world. We can't ignore what is happening. We are here. We see it. We hear it every day. So you can't ignore it. But what I am saying is that, you know, use it as a temperature gauge, you know, to where you're going and where God wants us to be. We have to be mindful of the fact 
no matter who says what or who does what, however they do it. Um, take for instance, my husband had went to deliver in this place in Virginia yesterday and he called me and he said that um, the company belonged to a Hispanic um, group, a Hispanic family. And um, they were just all so kind and whatnot. But he said that once once he parked and went to get out the truck and to um, uncover the load and whatnot, he noticed at the end of the um, driveway there was a large number of people that were standing there just staring at them. And he was trying to figure out what's going on, you know, what, what's happening here. You know, you kind of want to know your surroundings and what, you know, what you have stepped into. And he said, once he talked to the owners, they were saying they had only been there for a couple of weeks. They had moved in and they do, um, they do countertops. And so they cut countertops and install them. And he said that, um, the owner told him that the people that live, that other businesses there really did not want them there. And so they were, I guess, acting as an intimidation, you know, tactic um, to let them know that they didn't want them there. And so, you know, just thinking on that, you know, I said to him, I said, just be careful, you know, pay attention to what's going on at all times, you know, and finish your job and get out of there, you know. So this is the thing that we have to be mindful of. Be mindful of your surroundings. Be mindful of what is happening because the spirit of evil is lurking all over this land. It is lurking and it wants something. It wants something from you. It wants a reaction from you. It wants you to say something or do something. When when the spirit of evil is amongst us, it comes in. Well, the, the word of God says it comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that is all that it's set to do. It wants to destroy your purpose. It wants to kill your destiny. It wants to take away anything that God has ordained for your life. And all you have to do is make one one mistake. All you have to do is step out of that, step out of that place that God has you in and step into another realm and you have lost everything. We have to be mindful that God has a place for us. God has things for us. He has positions for us. We have places to go and things to do. We don't have time for the mediocrity. We don't have time to get held up, stuck up into these word battles. We know who we are. And the more and more that I I was telling my children, I've learned more this year about black history than I've ever learned. And I'm kind of ashamed of that too to say that there is lots of stuff at my age that I do not know about our black history, but it is something for all of everyone to know, not only black, it's something for all races to know that where we come from. And when we look at where we come from and we look at the fear that comes about when racism shows its dirty head up. And I don't mean fear of, um, you know, one race of the other, I'm saying fear of what a race can become. And once you all see how powerful you are, how beautiful you are, how magnificent God created you to be, how he did specifically what he needed for each and every one of us, he, you know that there's a purpose. You know that there's a plan and there's nothing, nothing, nothing should be able to stand in your way of walking on from certain things, not being bothered by a look, not being bothered by certain things. You know, my, my mother always, see it. 
you know, as long as they don't put the hands on you, <laughs> you know, and, and, and now I think about that, as long as they don't touch you, you just keep, keep going. But she always also told me, now if they put their hands on you, you better come home a winner. <laughs> she, I tell you, <laughs> my mother, oh yeah, don't you come home a loser. You better come home and have won that battle. But, you know, when we think about all the things that we could get into, when we think about all the things that we can become a part of when we're listening to stuff all day, when we're listening to things that maybe we shouldn't even be listening to. Sometimes we have to turn the knob down. Sometimes we have to turn the radio off. Sometimes we have to meditate on the things of God so we don't get caught up in the things of the world. And um, I did not mean to go on about that so long, but it just took its place, okay? But, you know, we have to just be mindful. We have to be mindful of the times that we're living in, and we have to be mindful that we are children of God, and we have to govern ourselves accordingly, okay? Okay, yes. So, about the book. So, we're going to start talking about the book in each podcast, and um, I really want to let everyone know that when you read the book, when you hear us talk about the book, I want to be, I want you to be clear that I never wrote that book in, um, with the intention of judging, with the intention of, um, causing another person to feel, um, bad about the choices that I made. I wrote that book because I truly felt that it was a gift. It was an assignment from God to me to publish. And it was meant to speak to his church, to speak to his people and tell them playtime is up. Playtime is up. There's no more room for playtime. There's no more room for the things that you have spent, um, you know, given out in my, in my houses, in my church houses. There's no more time for pride. There's no more time for control. There's no more time for you to walk around broken and thinking just because I have called you, I did not call you to clean up. When I call you, I call you for a purpose. I call you for a season, a time that is meant for just you. But in that season, although I I, I, I use broken people, none of us are perfect. So he has, you know, he has to use broken people. We are not perfect. So just because I called you, just because you put a label on it, does not mean you are not to clean up. Does not mean you are supposed to walk in brokenness, calling yourself a child of God. You are supposed to walk. You're supposed to clean up as you walk. That word is supposed to supposed to break every yoke. You are supposed to work toward that perfection, although you may never reach it. You're supposed to work toward it. And so this book, I felt God gave me the anointing to write it and not be fearful to put it out there because of the things that I was going to speak about. Some things we don't talk about. I think we've gotten to a place where, um, let's just, let me just speak on myself, um, getting to a place of, you know, using, um, what I was taught about honor, you know, when it comes to leadership. Just like, you know, just like your mom and your dad, you know, you have spiritual leaders, you have spiritual parents, you know, and sometimes we give them so much honor to where we don't want to say anything negative if they're not being accountable for the things that they say and for the things that they do. We have come into a season, I do believe, that God is speaking about 
Now is the time. I'm shaking the trees. I am shaking this place. And everything that is not right, I am going to discard of it. Everything that is not right, you're going to come down. You're going to come down out of that tree right now. Because there is no more of this lack of what I'm saying. There's no more not hearing when I'm telling you to clean up. When I'm telling you to correct that. When I'm telling you to apologize. When I'm telling you to go back. God is paying attention. And although we don't want to, we don't want to deal with things. We don't want to think that God is a God that has judgment. He has judgment. And there comes a time when judgment is here. And right now, people, judgment is here. Judgment is here. God's wanting wanting you to say, okay, I repent, Father. We have to repent for the sins that we've done. We have to repent for the thing, the way that we walked and it not been right. We have to repent for those things. We cannot walk throughout this world and call, call ourselves children of God and call ourselves walking in the promises and the purposes of God in his position that he's given us and not think that we have to be accountable. We have to be accountable for every word we say. We have to be accountable for everything we do. We have to be accountable for all of it. We cannot stand before him and say that we've done all that we could do. And we expect in him to say we are good. We've done a good job. Oh, good and faithful servant. Oh, I am well pleased. We cannot expect him to say that when we've lied when we've cheated, when we've stole. And, and, and you think about, okay, perhaps, oh, I didn't steal, I didn't rob a bank, or I didn't steal a car, or I didn't lie about this or that, but, you know, did you lie about your taxes? Did you lie about um, whether or not the lady at the grocery store gave you too much money and didn't go back in and give it to her, give it back to her, because her drawer was going to come up short? What things, what things have we not repented for? In the beginning of the um, pandemic last year, when it first started, really, um, you know, people start paying attention to it when it was moving from China this way and everybody was getting, you know, people were um, catching it over here and whatnot. And when it started thickening, I just kept hearing the word of God say, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. I mean, to the point where I just felt I needed to put a banner in my front yard because this was a word that God was shouting out, repent, repent to me and I will hear you. I will forgive your sins and I will heal your land, but you got to repent for it. And so this book is calling out to repentance, to a transparency, to an openness to discussion, to an openness to heal and be set free. Um, the same God that healed years and years ago is the same God that we serve now. But for some reasons, we think because we go to church, because we read the word a little bit, because we pray a little bit, that we don't have to put our all into it. That you you think if you give him a little bit, that's enough. He doesn't want a little bit. He wants all of you. He wants every bit of you. He wants every piece of you. And it's nice. It's nice that you go to church here and there. It's nice that you, um, you know, you, you set in on prayer here and there. It's nice that you want to talk to me about, you know, what God has done in my life and how you feel that he's blessed you or whatnot. But God says, I created each of you just like he created Jeremiah, just like he told him before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were, you know, I sanctified you before you were born. Each of us have that stamp. Each of us have that approval upon us. And each of us have that assignment. 
And here God is shaking the tree now, saying, okay, I'm fixing to separate. I'm going to separate who's really for me and who's really against me. I'm going to separate who's really in this the way I told them to come into it. Who's really gravitating? Who's really bringing my children in? Who's really going out there and sowing the word of God so that they will link up to it and come on into me? Who's really doing that or who's portraying? Who's getting rich? Who's doing doing the things they shouldn't do? Who's who's pretending? Who's pretending to be walking in the light of God? Who's pretending to be walking as a vessel of God, a powerful, anointed vessel of God, and yet still don't treat God's people the way they should be treated? Still treat them like they are beneath, not equal. Still not a servant of God, even though you say that you serve God's people. You're not a servant of God because you have too much pride to serve. You have too much pride to serve. This book is just acknowledging the fruit of trees. The fruit of trees. And God's saying, I'm shaking the tree now. I'm shaking the tree. I want to know what you're made of. I want to know how far you'll go. I want to know what you'll do. I want to know will you stand for me when everything gets rough. I want to know will you get up at 3 a.m. and pray to me when I'm telling you to wake up. I want to know when I wake you up at 3 and you know that it's me, you decide to lay back there. I want to know who you are. There's no more four, four walls closing us in. That means I got you individually in your house. Now I want to know what you made of. Now I want to know. I want to know will you still get up on Sunday mornings and worship me and praise to me and listen to my word, read my word. I want to know on Bible study night, if you're not even having Bible study, will you still study my word? I want to know Monday through Saturday, Sunday. I want to know every day of the week. I want to know how much time will you give me? Will you still fast? Will you? That's going to, that's how you're going to fall out the tree. I'm going to dissect you all. As you fall out the tree. And I'm going to choose who I'm going to keep in position. Who I'm going to release from position. Who I'm going to put in this place. Who I'm going to put in that place. I'm going to decide. And it's going to be a decision made that's going to be publicly displayed. Because I've come to you privately too long. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. So, this podcast, I, I, I truly... In the beginning, because I am a person that I don't, I don't push people. I don't try to make people do things. I don't try to convince you to do anything. I try to live the life. I try to share the broken places in my life and how God brought me to a place of healing and deliverances and hoping that that would be enough if you are suffering in any of those areas. Because I do believe that God brings who he brings into interaction with one another so that he is able to speak through us to you so that you may find peace and comfort in his mercy and grace and be able to come closer draw so that he's able to draw you closer to him. So, you know, um, this book, this book is very important to me because it says a lot of things that need to be said that have not been said. It says to a people, God not only has spoken to you, but God has spoken to others of things that concern you. And maybe perhaps you need to pay attention. Maybe perhaps you won't get to do the things you thought you were going to do because you're not filling the roles that God has given you to fulfill, whether little 
big, no matter what, whether they're small or large positions or roles he's given you. We have to open up our minds and realize God is coming after us and he wants us for real. He wants us for real. He wants you to give him all of you. Said it to me. I want all of you. I don't want some of you. I want every bit of you. And we must, we must ask ourselves, how deep are we willing to go in? Are we willing to go all the way in? Because I do believe if you go all the way in, you're going to be amazed at what God will do. You're going to be amazed at what God will do. Even in the middle of a pandemic, you will be amazed at what God will do. 2020, I thought, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. In January and February, I was like looking like, oh my goodness, will the you know business survive? Will this survive? And I come to the end of 2020. And we have reorganized a business, renamed a business. I mean, come up out of it and surpass the amounts that I thought we would make in 2020. Wrote a book, started a podcast, did all sorts of stuff in the midst of chaos. He will still do what he says he's going to do. You just have to stay focused. You got to clean up, though. You got to clean up, though. This podcast, I hope that you join us each and every week. I am praying now for my co-host, for my co-host to come on because we're going to have dialect. We're going to have discussions about the things that God is wanting from us in this season because the way things used to be, it's not going to be that way anymore. The old church that we had in 2019, we're not going to have that anymore. And I know many people don't want to hear that. They just want to get back to church. They want to get out of the houses. They want to go back. They want to go back. And this is the thing. If it's irrelevant, if it is irrelevant to God, it is irrelevant. You might as well not be going. You might as well not be stepping your foot in those four walls because if it is not relevant to God, it is irrelevant to you. It makes no difference. You're just going somewhere. You might as well go to the store. You might as well go and hang out for the day. Because if God is not in it, you will not have anything in it. You will not get anything from it. If you're not going to seek him, to praise him, to worship him, to glorify him, to thank him, to read his word, to become closer to him, to be more Christ-like, and you're wasting your time. I used to say all the time, I do not drive an hour and 15 minutes to go to church and not be blessed, not get something out of it, not be, not be prepared for the week to come. No, 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 no. If I give my time to do things of God, they're going to benefit. They're going to benefit. I'm going to learn something. I'm going to walk in a new way. I'm going to become closer. Something's going to happen. God's requiring that now. He's requiring that of us. He's just not settling for any and every old thing anymore. He wants to know you. Are you in or are you out? Are you coming or are you staying? Because we're in the middle of something right now, and I need prayer warriors on the wall. We're in the middle of something right now that you're, you're looking at division. You're looking at chaos. I need prayer warriors on the wall. 
I need the prophets to come forth. I need the real prophets to come forth. I don't need the false prophets. I don't need the people that are, are playing with prayer. That just go just to hear their own voices. I don't need that. I don't need that. I need for you to come to me. I don't need you to pray to me for an hour saying nothing to me. I need you to give me my word. I need you to remind me of what my word says so that when I hear it, I'll say, that's my kid right there. That's my child right there. That's the one. That's the one. I have to go to her rescue because not only is she calling out to me, she's spending time in my word. She's spending time getting to know me. She's spending time getting to know what I like and what I want. And her desire is for my will. So I'm going to get her. I'm going to make things right for her because I need her to be taken care of because she's willing to go out here and do what I've asked her to do. And there's nothing that holds her back. She'll tell you what you need to be told. She'll say whatever needs to be said. Whether you like it or not, it does not matter. We have to come to a place. We have to love each other. We have to be there for each other. We have to groom each other. We have to help each other along the way. We have to speak kindly to each other. I um, listened to a, um, I was listening to, actually, I don't know whether it was a podcast, something I was listening to on YouTube yesterday. And they were talking about a very prominent pastor who has been around for a very, very long time. And his armor bearer was um, coming to him, a previous armor bearer, not present, previous armor bearer. And as we all know, you know, there's always two sides to every story. And sometimes people say um, the truth. There's three sides of his side, her side, and the truth. And um, so you never know. But it made me think about um, what we're talking about this morning, which was he was saying that um, the pastor whom he um, loves very much and has been very close to him and his family, um, over the years has displayed such, um, rudeness to people. And there had been numerous accounts where people had went live on him and spoke about how rude he had been to them, whether it would be Christian singers or whatnot that had come to his church or whatnot. They had spoken about how mean he was. And this armor bearer took on the task um, from God, I truly believe, that to tell him, even in a public way, and that's what I'm telling you, that God is going to do things in a public way. If you don't correct him yourself, he's going to do things in a public way that will let you know, I told you. You know how your mama says um, when you go somewhere, didn't I tell you not to pick that up or didn't I tell you not to touch nothing and you get popped in public? Well, this is the same thing that God is doing. God is saying, I'm telling you, handle this before I release you publicly. And that's what I felt when I heard this um, man of God talking. And he was saying that how he had loved this man all of his life said, but he had a pride and an arrogance that was so awful that when they would go around other people, he was so arrogant, he would not think twice about, you know, talking down on people and talking bad to people and, you know, speaking to people as if they were nobody. That's not of God. 
I don't care what nobody says. That's not of God. And people will say, well, who are you to judge? You know, you shouldn't be saying anything. Who are you to judge? You should just go to prayer. See, that is where I agree. I agree we should go to prayer. Now, that's first and foremost. I agree that when we see things like that, when we hear things, we should go to prayer. But one of the things also I don't think is a problem is that we're looking at your fruit. You have to publicly display your fruit. Now you don't want me to say anything about your fruit. You don't want me to say anything about how ugly you've acted. You don't want me to say anything about how rude you are, how prideful you are. You don't want me to say anything about that, yet you display it to me. So it's okay for you to call me out if I mean to you or if I walk past you and don't speak or if I, you know, do anything like that. But if anyone has a title, or if anyone, um, you know, that you think highly of, um, if anyone else does it, you're not supposed to say anything about it. If a pastor do it, you're not supposed to say anything about that. You're supposed to keep that quiet because you shouldn't be talking about that. I think that's a problem. I think it's a problem. And especially if it's your pastor, if it's your pastor and you are following your pastor, your pastor has a nasty attitude. He has a dirty attitude and you should not be able to say to him, pastor, I just feel that that was very bad. What you did. I watched how you reacted to someone and I watched how they reacted back to what you said or how you did that. And that is not of God. That is not of God. And I don't know how You know, it's up to you how you deal with it, you know, up to you and, you know, between you and God. But I just want you to know that um, that's not what my heart is. That's not how my heart wants to choose to react to them. That's nothing wrong with that. That's nothing wrong with us holding our leaders accountable. That's nothing wrong with us holding each other accountable. I was telling one of my um, friends this morning, a group of us that pray together, I was telling them that I have friends. I have friends that call me out. I have Minister Diane that calls me out. I have Minister Jennifer that calls me out. That calls me out on if I say something wrong or if I go too far or if, you know, even with the book, you know, I expect them to tell me, you know, maybe you shouldn't have said this or you shouldn't have said that. And that is their opinion. And it's okay that they tell me that because what they do is tell me their opinion and I check myself. I say, okay, God, between me and him, do I need to read? Do I need to go back on that? Or do I need to fix that? Or is that something deep down in me that I haven't dealt with? Show me me. That's what we need to be at. Show me me. Show me who I am because I blinded myself from it. I believe I'm so right to where I don't see my wrong. And this is what many of us, I'm just not talking about pastors and leaders. I'm talking about you too. Have you blinded yourself to your wrongdoing so long to where you don't see no wrong in it? Now it's just your right. It's just your right. Not God's right. It's your right. It's not just right. It's not right, period. It's your right, though. You just walked in this way so long. You just continuously walking in this way. I constantly check myself. And I don't always get it right. I don't always get it right. You know, I've been call controlling. 
<laughs> I've been caught because I like to get things done. <laughs> I do. I do. And so people have to call me out. They say, you know, you need to calm down a bit. You know, you don't need to do that. You need to do this. You don't need to do that. And people, you know, if it needs to be done, I'll do it. I don't have a problem doing it. If I walk into a room and you're sick and your dishes needs to be washed, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you, would you like for me to wash your dishes? And I'm going to seek to see your presence and see how you're feeling. If you're embarrassed about me washing your dishes, I'm going to wash your dishes. I won't go in your cabinets, but I'm going to wash your dishes. (laughs) I'm not going to seek your private places, but I'm going to wash your dishes. I like to do what needs to be done, and I don't like to take forever to do it. So, you know, I have my flaws. I know people have their flaws, but we must be at a point where we can call each other out, where we can say, you overstepped your boundary and nobody get offended. Everybody is so easily offended now. I don't want to be told if I'm wrong. I don't think that I, well, I guess that comes from pride too, you know? So, you know, we we got to reach a place where we are better than that. We grow taller than that. We grow taller than that. We're bigger than that. We don't have to stay low, you know, doing lowly things. We are children of God, of the most high God. And he has made a place. He's given us a promise. He's given us a purpose on this earth at this time, in this season, even though we're all dealing with a pandemic, we're dealing with death, we're dealing with all sorts of things, but we will always deal with something because we are here on earth. As long as we're here, we're always gonna deal with something. We just gotta figure out how to deal with it. We gotta figure out what God wants. We gotta have a relationship with him. We gotta want what he wants. We want his will, not our will. And if you don't, I do say, people, I do say, if you don't want him, don't play with him. If you don't want him, don't come after him. Don't come after him because he wants you to be consistently coming toward him. He doesn't want you, you know, my brother who has gone on now, he um, used to always say, you know, I'm not coming in halfway. When I come in, I'm coming. Well, I tell you what, all of us came in halfway. All of us came in halfway. And the only way we keep coming is through Christ Jesus. That's the only way. Because he's the only one that can help you put the cigarettes down, can help you put the alcohol down, can help you put the addictions down, that can help you stop cheating, stop lying, stop. He's the only one that can do all of that. Because he, he changes that mindset. He molds it through that word. He, cha- he molds that heart. He starts to, you know, massage it. Change how that heart feels about things. He's the only one that can do that. So you have to be broken to come in. You have to be broken to come in. Ain't nothing going to be perfect with you. There's nothing. There's nothing. I'm sorry. It would be nice for you to say, oh, I'm going to clean on up, and then I'm coming in. Oh, please. As long as it takes you, you're going to keep on saying, I'm cleaning up, I'm cleaning up, I'm cleaning up. But, baby, we do not have forever. We do not have forever. You don't have forever to do what you have to do. You don't have forever to make a decision. Okay? All right. Well... I think um, this podcast took took a different turn, but I did pray before and tell God do whatever he wanted to do. So 
um, <laughs> we went where we needed to go. So um, I want to thank you. I want to thank you, each and every one of you, for um, tuning in on this podcast. Before we go, as usual, we're going to pray. Um, but I want you all to definitely go to Amazon. You know, order the book, paperback, hard copy, or um, you could get it downloaded to your Kindle, um, to the um, or to your tablet, whichever, however way you could get it. So I thank you in advance. I thank you in advance. So as we close, let us um, pray. Father God, we come to you and we thank you for this day. We thank you for waking us up and starting us on our way, Father. We thank you for doing a new thing in this season in our lives. We thank you for opening up our eyes, removing the scales, opening up our ears that we may hear you and letting our tongue speak the word of God to be fruitful, Father God, to let everything that proceeds from our mouth be be accepted by you, be loved by you, Father God. We're thanking you right now. We're thanking you for the healing that's gone throughout this land, Father God, in the perfect place, in the perfect time, Father God, for your perfect people, Father God, to be touched by it. We thank you for your only begotten son that you sent to the cross so that that healing may come forth, so that we may be delivered, that we may be set free, Father. We thank you right now, Father God, for refreshing and anointing a newness that is going to come across the body of believers that are going to change the things that have been to make them anew, Father God. Refresh, refresh in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you right now. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for what you've already done. We thank you for keeping us in perfect peace. We thank you right now for every person that will listen to this podcast, Father God. We ask that you go into each and every household, Father, and be a presence that they will know is there, Father. We ask that you touch them, deliver them, deliver them from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. We ask that you renew their spirits and their minds, that they may seek only you, that they may know you and know you by name, Father and that you know them by name. We praise you. We glorify you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we do claim victory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen, and amen. So, people of God, until the next time, which will be next week, until the next time, I say be at peace, love one another, stay focused, Don't let anyone knock you off your game, God's game. Don't let anyone knock you off that. Stay focused. Stay intentional. Love one another. Be good to one another. Okay? Until we speak again, be blessed. Bye-bye.